Haven of Hope Church, a true Pentecostal church with outward and upward praise and worship of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. In the coming fulfillments of the prophecies of the scriptures, the sea of humanity, in need and without hope, will flood our church. As God has promised in a word to us, if you remain faithful to me, I will remain faithful to you. With that promise in mind and the word that God has given us, we now know that Jesus Christ, through his church, has become the haven of hope for the hopeless. Haven of Hope Church, bringing hope to the hopeless in a hopeless world. Your hope is here. His name is Jesus. Welcome to Hope for the Hopeless, the sanctuary ministry of the Haven of Hope Church of God at 289 Acock Dairy Farm Road in Fremont, North Carolina, just off Highway 222 between Kinley and Fremont, and just off Memorial Church Road just outside of Fremont. We pray the day finds you blessed and highly favored of the Lord. The scripture says to give honor where honor is due and tribute to whom tribute. And we'd like to take this opportunity to say a very special thank you to Save News Network for making this ministry opportunity available to us here at the Haven of Hope Church. The following service is from our Sunday morning church service. It is indeed a joy and privilege to welcome you to our service this morning. It shouldn't take long at all for you to discover that the Lord has ordered your steps today to one of the best churches to you've ever been. The people here are all about loving and caring about your family. Before you leave today, you will have discovered that you have new friends and that God loves you. Our worship music is covered by our CCLI copyright license, A20958803, streaming plus license, A20958810. And we're all just home folks, and we're all just family of God. But all together we'll be having church and praising and worshiping God together, as well as being fed the Word of God. It is our continued prayer that you're blessed of God, and may you be blessed by these services. If you need me for anything, please don't hesitate to call upon me, Pastor J. Mac Taylor. Now here's the message on Hope for the Hopeless from the Haven of Hope Church. 1 Samuel 15 and 20 says, And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Y'all know you realize now you need to buckle up. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the Lord and obeyed their voice. Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Oh my goodness. Would you stretch your hands this way and pray for me this morning? My most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, I come before your throne today, dear God. I am your obedient, willing servant. I am here today, dear God, to speak that 
which you give me. I have the word laying here in front of me, dear God, but I know what you have told me, and I'm going to be obedient to the very best of my ability today. I ask your blessing today, dear God, that it be upon me, and that I might bring forth this word today, dear God, that it might glorify you in your kingdom, in your throne room, dear Lord, that it might lift up the name of Jesus in this place, that your name is glorified, dear God, as this word comes forward. Let your will be performed upon me today, dear God, and let the unction and the holy anointing of God be upon me such that as the word comes forward, that it would go out into all those under the sound of my voice through the, in this house or through live stream or radio, dear God, or all the media outlets on which we are involved. We ask, dear Lord, that you would bless it such that all those who hear that would receive this word and it might come into their hearts and bodies. They might be strengthened. They, they might glean from it and that their souls and spirits be nourished by this word in the blessed and holy and righteous name of Jesus. I thank you and pray. And everybody said, amen. Behind obedience, there is blessing. The title of the message today is obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Now, the first time that the Lord gave me a message in tongues. Well, he didn't give me the message. The first time I heard a message in tongues after I'd received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the first time I'd, I had, had heard that and received the interpretation myself, I was scared. And the Lord gave me the interpretation and told me to speak it. I was in the Kinley Church of God sitting over there right across the street from Patrick's over there in Kinley. And I was sitting probably where my sister is right there. I was sitting right about there. And the Lord gave me the interpretation of that message in tongues. And it scared me to death. And I thought, well, the devil's playing with my mind, trying to make me think that I'm somebody that I'm not. And the Lord said, no, stand up and speak that. I said, I am not. He said, stand up and speak it. I said, no. I don't know. I didn't, at that time, I didn't know the voice of God. I hadn't heard him that often. I didn't know who it was. And he said, stand up and speak it. I said, I am not going to stand up and speak a, a message in tongues and interpretation. I'm not going to stand up and do that and make a fool of myself because I'm wrong. And the third time the Lord told me to do it and I said no, the person standing, sitting right behind me stood straight up and gave the exact message that God gave me to speak. And when he did, conviction and and whipping come all over my heart I felt like the Lord had bent me over his knee and was wearing me out because I was disobedient I didn't do what he said now I have said it several several times a number of times over the past few weeks I have said to you that the Lord is trying to take me back to a time when I didn't stand up there and read from my notes he was trying to bring me back to a time when I was standing up before you and I was bringing the word as he was giving it to me. But when I became a senior, I was a youth pastor for 27 years. Youth and children's pastor. I walked up to, and I could preach right off the cuff to them kids because if I made a mistake, didn't nobody know it but me and God. But if I, when I first time I decided, I found out I was a senior pastor and I stood in front of folks, I studied for days and I had 20 pages of notes. And I read word for word what was on them notes. And Sister Renee said, you are, you are preaching dry as cracker juice. <laughs> and so I tried to improve. I, I'm going to tell you what I've done. I went and, and studied Ray H. Hughes and R.W. Schambach <laughs> and T.L. Lowry. 
I, I wrote down it word for word their messages, and I learned exactly how they put messages together, and I started preaching like that, and people was enjoying that. But I was not operating under the anointing. I was not operating under the flow of God's power that I had it when I was a youth minister. A few months ago, a few years ago, at camp meeting, Brother Tim Hill stood up and said, Pastor, where were you the last time you experienced the anointing like you realized you had? And, I, and because he said, some of you are not walking in the anointing you're supposed to. And I realized the, the last place I felt it was standing in front, of, in front of a bunch of young people in a gymnasium preaching to them. And God said to me, I said, because I won't preach it from notes. He said, exactly. Trust me and open your mouth and let me feel it. I did, I've been doing that for the last few, few weeks. Last Sunday night, I tried to go back to my old ways. I had promised y'all I was going to preach a message that I had already prepared. And I tried to, now y'all got something out of it. I, hold, I, I heard a bunch of folks talking about how good they enjoyed it. But while I was preaching, it was like I had cinder blocks chained to my ankles. I could, it was all I could do to get that message out of my mouth. You know why? Because I was not being obedient to God. God had told me to leave the notes up there and come down here and let my mouth open up and let him fill it. And I hadn't done it. And he chastised me yet again. Friday morning, I started praying. I knew I was going to have a busy week. Friday morning, I started praying about the message. I didn't get nothing. And I, I was like, oh, no. That don't usually happen. And then I, I, later on in the day, I started praying again and, and didn't get nothing. And I was like, Lord, have I, I was getting ready to say, have I done something wrong? But I knew it. I already knew it. And then I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to do it like you want me to. I'm going to do it like you want me to. And then he said to me, obedience. It was all, almost like my daddy said, obedience. When daddy said something like that, what'd you do? And then he said to me, obedience is better than sacrifice. And then we read the scripture. Now, I, have, I created that saying that Pastor, Pastor Jess loves to say, behind obedience there's blessing. I used to say that to my young people all the time. I was trying to say to them, every time you're obedient to God, as soon as you're obedient to God, he pours you out a blessing. Like we sang this morning, it's your season. Pour you out a blessing. I tried to, and I tried to teach it to them, every time you're obedient to God, blessing comes. And God was saying to me, behind obedience there's blessing. Now that ain't scripture. But I got about eight or, eight or nine scriptures up there that, that say it pretty much without those words. was going to read them to you, but God said, no, I got to move on. Now, in our text today, we, we, we read about Saul. But before I get to Saul, I want to talk about somebody else, another, a prophet of God, a man by the name of Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of God. God used him to speak the word of God to all the people around him. And one day, now, now Jonah did not like the Ninevites. He hated them. And God don't like somebody that hates somebody. Even though he was a man of God, even though he was a prophet of God, he was hating somebody. And God said, I want you to go to the Ninevites and preach repentance. Jonah said, no, I won't. Now, I learned, me and Donna both learned a long time ago, you didn't say, no, I won't to daddy, did you? And if you said, no, I don't to mama, fastest hand in the west. 
like I said in Sunday school this morning. Well, Jonah said to God, I ain't going, I don't like them. God said, you going to go? Jonah said, I will not. Let's talk about this a minute. <laughs> Jonah said, I prove to you I ain't going to Nineveh. Jonah went and booked a passage on a ship to go in the opposite direction of Nineveh and got on the boat. And then somewhere along the lines, a storm come up and started rocking that boat. And them guys on that boat said, I know we, they figured out. We know what's wrong. That prophet of God is not being obedient to the Lord. Let's throw him off the boat so we can survive. They tossed his, his hide over, over the side. And when they did, the Bible says a great fish. Now, folks, talk about Jonah. And a whale is not a fish. A fish, not a fish, not a fish. A whale is a mammal. But there is a fish that's big enough to swallow a man a great white shark. Now, Jonah was tossed over the side and a great fish came and swallowed him up. And everybody talks about how Jonah lived in the belly of that whale for three days. I got something to tell you. Jonah did not live in the belly of that fish. Because in that same passage of Scripture, it tells us that Jonah cried out to God from Sheol. You know where Sheol is? It's a place just outside of hell. It's a place of the dead. Jonah cried out to God from the place of the dead. And he said, hey, God, guess what? <laughs> I'm ready now to do what you want me to do. Uh, if you would just get me out of this fish. Get, and, when the, and three days later, that fish had traveled for three days. Now, Jonah had gone in the opposite direction of Nineveh. But three days, three days later, the fish come up to the beach at Nineveh and vomited him up. And when he was vomited up on the beach, the Bible says his skin was white. We about peach or pink. He was white because he'd been dead for three days and in the belly of that fish. And God said, all right, get up, go preach to Nineveh. He still didn't like it, but he did it. Amen. Now, we're going to go back to our text today. Now, we talked about behind obedience is blessing. Guess what's behind disobedience? Sheol, hell. Because you know what disobedience to God is called? Sin. It is the literal definition of sin. And so, we're going to talk about uh, Saul now. God had chosen Saul to go be king of Israel. And Saul, and God lifted him up out of nothing and made him the king of all the nation. And God told him through the, through the prophet of God, said, go into the Amalekites and kill them all. Kill the mamas and the daddies, the babies and the sucklings, and kill all the livestock and don't bring none of them back. Saul said, I'm going to go do what God told me. How many of you say, I'm going to go do what God told me? Two of you. Anybody else going to go do what God says? Are you going to do it this way? Because when Saul went to, went to Amalek, he, he didn't kill everybody. He captured Agag, the king, and said, I'm going to take him back and be a prize. I'm going to show him off to Israel, show them how bad I am. And then he didn't kill all the livestock. All the people went in and they gathered up all the prime livestock and brought them back with them. And when they got back, the prophet called. They killed all the other livestock, but they brought the prime stuff back. You know, you're going to keep the good stuff, right? 
I mean, anybody killed all these people, they ain't going to eat them. Ain't going to do them no good. We can take these. Ain't going to hurt nobody. Ain't nobody watching. But God was watching because when, when, when Saul and the, and the Israel king, the Israel army caught back, the prophet called Saul and said, hey, boy, what you done? Saul said, I went and done what God told me to do. Saul said, if you went and done what God told you to do, why do I hear all these sheep and these cattle moaning and bleating and cooing? He said, well, uh, the people... To keep all them, they wanted to keep all them livestock and they wanted to sacrifice them to God. Y'all believe that? I know folks that do that kind of thing right there. They get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and when you catch them, they say, I was getting it for you. Or when you catch them doing something wrong, you, you catch them being disobedient. Well, well I, uh, you told me to do this. God told me to go to Amalek and kill them all. I just brought these back because, you know, didn't nobody else need them. We're going we're gonna to sacrifice them to God. And, and the prophet said to him, Samuel, does God really need all that sacrifice? What God needs more than sacrifice is obedience. Everybody hear this. What God wants from you more than you giving up something for him is for you to be obedient to him. Because he sent his son to die for your disobedience. And then he said, and listening to God, my daddy used to tell me, I, I hated it when he said, you need to start listening to me. Well, it ain't like I can't hear you. Well, you need to listen better. I can hear you fine. That ain't what he meant. He meant pay attention to what I'm saying and do it. And, and the Bible says it, that Samuel told Saul, he said, you need to listen to God because listening to God is better than eating the fat of the ram. Because they, they figured out what I figured out. When you got that cut of meat, there's a little bit of fat on there. Everybody else like to take that fat off. <laughs> I love that fat. Because <laughs> that fat is something good. That's something good, yeah? <laughs> Thank you, Sister Daisy. <laughs> but God told me, he said, you need to listen better. And, and because, and then Samuel told Saul, he said, because you disobeyed God, God's going to remove you from being king of Israel. And then by that time, Saul said, oh, okay, wait a minute now. I'm ready to repent. I'm ready to, be, I'm ready to, to ask God to forgive me. Will you help me pray? And Samuel said, get right ahead, but God's still going to remove you from being king. See, what the problem is, God told Saul to go do something. And when God told Saul to go do something, Saul went and did it, but he didn't do it the way he was told. Everybody in here, buckle up. I love y'all. But when God tells you to do something, the way he tells you to do it is the way he wants it done. If Jim Taylor told me to go pick up a screwdriver with my right hand and I came back with it in my left hand, it was a bad day the rest of the day because he told me to put it in my right hand. To me and you, that's, I got it. But to him, I said, no, your right hand. To God, he wants you to do it his way. When you go start to do something for God and you decide you're going to do it the way you want to. What? Everybody got, oh, there's a little mumbling going on. Hold on. Amen. 
When God tells you to go do something, you decide you're going to go do it, but you're going to do it the way you want to, are you being obedient to God? I love y'all, but I got prime examples of a bunch of y'all not doing it the way God said, but doing it the way you want to. And if you don't want to hear it, don't come ask me. But what you need to do is to search out your own heart. And you do like it does in Psalm 139. In Psalm 139, David says to God, Oh, God, search me and know me and show me if there's anything in my life that's not pleasing to you. Don't let me go capture a bunch of cattle and bring it back keep wanting to keep it and then pretend I was going to sacrifice it to you when you told me to kill them in the first place. A lot of people don't understand. Well, how come God said go kill all them people? That's cruel and that's inhuman. Why did God do that? Because God knew what kind of people they were going to be when they grew up. And he had a chosen people that he wanted to be victorious in that land. If the children of Israel had been obedient every time God sent them to go do something, if the children of Israel had been Every time God said, do it this way, they would be ruling this world. Instead, where are they right now? Because they were what? Disobedient. Right now, every nation on the earth is pointing their rockets at them. Am I right? We even got some of our folks doing it up in Washington. Saints, we need to learn to hear the voice of God and to be obedient when he speaks. I love y'all, but there's folks in here right now. You've heard me preaching, and you were thinking, Lord, don't, him, don't let him talk about that one. Don't let him talk about this. Don't let, don't let him look at me and see. I don't have to look at you. Right here, right now in this room, the Lord sees you. And all them things that you got held back that, you was, that God said he wanted you to give him, Dear Lord, dear Lord, there's a, there's a, I can't explain. It's like when I put my hand back here to hold them things back that you don't want to give God, it's like there was an incredible power force pushing me. And he's saying, don't hold back from me. Pour out to me what I have asked you for, and I will pour out upon you rivers of blessing. I will pour out upon you showers of blessing from heaven. If you will be obedient unto my word, I will give unto you the desires of your heart. If you will seek after me as I have called out to you, and every one of you in here knows that he has been calling out to you, drawing out to you. You can feel it in your heart and your spirit this very minute. He's reaching out and, and gripping your heart and your spirit. He's drawing you saying, come to me. You need to be obedient. I feel the presence of God. This part right here was nowhere near any of my message. He's calling out. He's calling out. Come to me. Come to me. He's calling out to you. Come to him. You're listening by radio. He's calling out to you. Come. Come to him. Oh, well, Pastor, I don't want nobody to see. You got a bad problem. Because God sees already. 
He's the only one that matters. I don't, I, I'm ashamed to do that. You, don't, you need to be ashamed. Even if you're the most righteous person in here, your righteousness is as filthy rags in His sight. You need to be ashamed. You need to be obedient unto God. Because behind obedience there is blessing. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better. I got a really dear friend. God's called him into the ministry. He knows it. He's confessed it to me. I knew it before he confessed it. I never told him. I waited for him to come to me. And he came to me and told me, God's called me to preach. I know it. I knew it. And just as soon as he confessed it to me, he started running as hard as he could away from Nineveh. And he'll give every dime he's got to help somebody else. He'll do for you. He'll love you. He'll try to sacrifice for you just to keep from doing what God has told him to do. And he is on his way to a devil's hell. You could be obedient to God and receive blessing. But when you're disobedient, there's payment to be made. There's a price to be paid. And that price is hell. That's where the term came from. There's hell to pay. It's been adopted by the world to mean something different. But if you're not obedient to the Lord, when He's calling you, when He's drawing you, if you're not obedient to the Lord, then there's hell to pay. There's already people in this altar today. And I know God's already touched hearts. I, mm. Some of you, I feel it right here. I feel it. It's so heavy and so deep. He's calling out to you. He's saying, come to me. Come to him. Be obedient to the Lord because behind you would not believe the blessing that will be coming your way. When you come unto him, I know that he's calling. I can see it in eyes. I can see it in faces. I can see it in hung heads. I can see it. I can feel it from here. You're a child of God. You are called out by him and for him. He has a path laid out before your feet. And he says, take a step towards me. Will you come? Will you come? There's already two here. There's three. Will you come? Dear Lord, I ask your blessing today. I break down every hindrance, every spirit, dear God, which has a grip on the hearts and lives of those under the sound of my voice. I break it, dear God, in the name of Jesus, that they would be set free and at liberty. Let your will be performed upon their hearts and lives today, dear God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I praise you. Open up hearts and lives. Another has come. If God is speaking to you and to do something and you're not doing it, that's disobedience. And there's hell to pay. If he's speaking to you and you obey him and you do it like he said. Friends, said, we always like said. to end our service, each service, with this sinner's prayer. 
And if you would repeat after me, we use the right hand and use each finger on the right hand to, to signify and to pray with each of these parts of this prayer. If you repeat after me, Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know you're the Son of God. I know you died on the cross for my sin, and you were raised again on the third day. Come into my heart and forgive me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for making me a Christian. In Jesus' name. Our worship music is covered by our CCLI copyright license, A20-958803. A streaming plus license, A20-958810. We thank you for joining us for Hope for the Hopeless on Save News Radio. Join us each week on the air or at the Haven of Hope Church at 289 Acock Dairy Farm Road in Fremont, North Carolina, just off Highway 222 between Kinley and Fremont, and just off Memorial Church Road just outside of Fremont, North Carolina. Service times are Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m., Kids Storm Children's Church at 11 a.m. in the Youth and Children's Center, Sunday evening worship at 6 p.m. with the fellowship dinner following service in the fellowship hall each Sunday night. Tuesday night old-fashioned prayer and deliverance service at 7.40 p.m. and Wednesday night youth church at 7.30 p.m. or on our Facebook page at the Haven of Hope Church group page. Come and join us at the Haven of Hope Church. Hope for the hopeless in a hopeless world. Your hope is here. His name is Jesus.